Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Hot Lap Podcast. I, as ever, am your humble host and friend, Lee Stevens. That friend didn't sound um, genuine, did it? Sorry about that. I meant it. I meant every word of it, but just didn't sound like I did. Anyway, we had Stereo Grand Prix, but before we get into that, because I almost forgot again, I'm awful at self-promotion, aren't I? We all know this. Um, If you want to speak to me, and put questions in for the podcast, you need to follow me on social media. You need to follow me either at a total shunt on Instagram or at a total shunt on Twitter. They're the two platforms I use most. I know I could do more proper, more like social media platforms. I get it. You know, there's hundreds of them. I there's a musty audio TikTok, for instance, that I do things on occasionally. Um But man, you know, if I if I tried to do if I tried to cover every single social media platform, I'd have no time to do podcasts. It would be self-defeating. I'd be lying to you. I'd be saying that there's a podcast up tomorrow, and there just wouldn't be because I'd be too busy on Pinterest. Um, if you want to help the podcast, obviously this is coming from my self, so that means it's a Musty Audio podcast in some way, shape, or form, and you can go to Musty Audio's patron, and you can help me out by subbing to one of the the tears, they they all do the same thing. Think of it as a tip jar. Just go and pick the amount which you feel comfortable picking, and it does. It helps me. Like the the show doesn't actually make any money, which is unfortunate. But at least if you go and help me out, it's it helps the financial burden of doing these things. And uh, 
yeah, it's a nice thing to do, so fucking do it, if you can afford it. If you can't afford it, I'd like you to like, share, and leave a review for this podcast. That'd also be fucking fabulous. Uh, yeah, like, shares, the, that's how algorithms work. If you go and write me a review and leave me a five-star thing, if all of you do it, that means it'll probably go to, into, like, number 10 in the charts if everyone does it. So go and do it, because I would like that very much if more people could find this podcast. Anyway, we had a Grand Prix. Wasn't the best Grand Prix, was it? Wasn't the best Grand Prix at all. In fact, it was the worst Grand Prix of the year. Um, I think the fallout of it is more interesting than the race. So let's get through where people finished. And then we'll go and look at your questions and we'll have a little chat together because, again, you've hooked me up with a load of talking points. So uh, Pierre Gasly was the first DNF. He had a shunt on the first lap. Not ideal, was it? Had a back wheel hanging off him. Um, I believe he hit um, Charles Leclerc. And I'm probably half the grid, to be perfectly honest. Uh, But yeah, no, not a great day for Pierre Gasly. He's been doing so well. And that car looked pretty fucking rapid as well. You know, it's the the Alvatari always looks like it's it's capable of really troubling the points. Uh, and I've no doubt that he could have tr- he he would have been well in there if he hadn't had that accident. But bad day for Pierre Gasly. But on the whole of his season, things happen, don't they? Heartbreak uh, for our second DNF. George Russell. George Russell up there running in seventh. Was he at the time sixth, seventh? I think he'd have probably got Fernando before the end of the race. Well in the points, in there on like merit, in there with speed. And his car broke. Bastard. I'm so, I was so upset for him. So, so upset. Uh, he, again, like when you've got Nicholas Latifi languishing down there in like 17th or wherever he was in, and you've got George Russell up there, uh, like fighting with Fernando Alonso for points, right? Come on. How are, you, how are some of you people still telling me they think, oh, I think he's here. I think I think he's overrated. I don't. I don't think he can. He probably shouldn't be in Mercedes. He's probably keep pass. Why? How? How do you think that? How? How do you possibly think that the guy that almost got into Q three in a, in a Williams, we should have scored points, barring his fucking car falling to pieces on him. Oh, the guy's fucking got it. And there's going to be so many people so wrong when he eventually can wangle his way into a Mercedes. Uh, well, maybe we'll speak about that a bit later on. I imagine there's going to be talking points revolving around Bottas, Mercedes, Hamilton and George Russell later, even though I haven't looked at any of them yet. Um, Nikita Mazepin. Well, that's a weird way to say his name. Mazepin. I like it. I think that's the way I should say it. That sounds faster. Uh, he was 18th at a general Makita Mazepin race. Um he was three laps down, three laps down with Nicholas Latifi. His teammate was two laps down. Oh, fuck ass, you know it's. I and I'm. I'm really. I'm not. I'm not going to bag on Mazepin or Schumacher. Really, you know it's. I. I still don't believe Mick Schumacher is what Formula One wants him to be. But that's regardless of right what's going on with him right now. You know they've got last year's car. You know they. They really are. They're. They're fighting. Um, with one hand tied behind the back, both of them. Uh, Nicholas Latifi had a, another innocuous race. I, I remember him going off at some point. 
uh, finished 17th ahead of Mick Schumacher, who was 16th, who re- realistically, I think, uh, Haas finishing ahead of a Williams, him finish ahead of his teammate, and only being two laps down, where both of those were three laps down. I think that was a decent finish for Mick Schumacher. Um, because I I think they, these are... Uh, important to Haas because this is sort of keeping them there in the like in the constructors fight with Williams but I do believe at some point this weekend probably next weekend to be honest if George doesn't have any reliability problems uh he's going to get a whole of points and then even just one point scoring finish I don't think Haas will be able to do that this year at all so the um if he can get one decent point scoring position in, that will probably seal their place ahead of Haas in the constructors, which is what they want. Uh, Antonio Giovinazzi, another innocuous way, race in his Alfa Romeo. Uh, again, it's uh, it, it's this is one of those races where it, just because it wasn't a particularly good race, it just wasn't so. I think that means the people that usually do boring races had boring races. It was just one of those. Um, Esteban Ocon, bad weekend for Esteban. He was 14th, uh, especially considering where his teammate was. He looked off it all weekend. He has some soul searching to do, I think, before the next uh, before the next Grand Prix next weekend. Uh, probably wishes it wasn't um, at the uh, A1 ring, A1 ring, Red Bull ring. Um because it's he just didn't look hooked up at all. Where Fernando looked well on top of his car. Um, I don't know what this means. To be perfectly honest, he's just got his contract. Some people have been saying that he's um, checked out a little bit because he's got his contract. I don't believe that. If I'm perfectly honest, but I do believe that he, when he was looking really good against Fernando Alonso, he was looking really good against Fernando Alonso, who'd only just come back into Formula 1 and was probably looking at the wheel going, what the fuck do these buttons do? Um, it Once Fernando is on top of that car, he doesn't. he's starting to look like he hasn't lost anything. Um, and that the Alpine, you could see how racy Fernando was. That Alpine seems to lose pace through the race. And... Uh, yeah, I think I I, I I I still believe that Fernando Alonso, if given the car, if he, if if Alpine can provide him with the car, I think he can still do like a really good job at the top, at the front of Formula One. So, be interesting to see what happens. But yeah, he's I think he's on it. I think he's enjoying what he's doing as well. So, it's bad time for Ocon if that's the case because he's gonna get fucking mullered, isn't he? Uh, I think he's been made to look a bit better than he is at the early early start of this right of this season. Uh, I'm su- in fact I'm surprised that they haven't been trying to get um, Pierre Gasly in. I know Ocon's done a decent job, but I'd still prefer Pierre Gasly in that car over Esteban Ocon. Thirteenth, uh, Daniel Ricciardo. Like, what's gone on with Ricciardo? He's he looked really good in practice. You know, he was he was he fastest or second one of the two in one of the practices. He seemed like he'd really got it hooked up, and then fucking nowheresville again. And uh, I, I don't know what to say. Um, he must be under pressure now because 
you know, it's, I mean, Sebastian Vettel, fair enough, Sebastian was beaten by Stroll quite handsomely this weekend, but still did a decent, decent race, decent-ish race, considering the Austin Martin's not great. He just had an off weekend. He had a, he had a, He's had a couple of good races as well before this. So he's clearly more on top of his car. Uh, Sainz is on top of his um, Ferrari. You know, it's... Uh, you can't... We can't make too many excuses when the other guys that are doing the same job as he's doing. Fernando Alonso. Fernando Alonso is now doing a better job in that Alpine than Daniel Ricciardo was doing in the McLaren. And you know, he hasn't raced in Formula One for two years. So I, I, know, I'm, I, I know there's questions about uh, there's something about um, Ricciardo uh, coming up in the talking points. So I don't want to go too, too in-depth into it because we're going to talk about it again. But a bit shocked bit shocked i thought when i saw him in practice that this was the beginning of ricardo getting himself together again but it clearly wasn't sebastian vettel was 12th another kind of non-event of a race for sebastian uh hopefully he could be a bit closer to his teammate in the next uh next grand prix or if or ahead of him but yeah i think i think he came he, he seemed a bit moody in his interview but it wasn't the same as like depressed Sebastian, it was Sebastian. I finished outside the points, and I'm not happy about it. So, I think there's only good things really there from from him. Kimi Räikkönen was 11th, decent finish for him. Shame he couldn't get a couple of points, but you know he's he's up there, well ahead of his teammate. I I I don't know what's in it for Kimi anymore. If I'm perfectly honest, he can't be happy finishing like 11th and stuff like that. You know, he's used to being in a in a car, even if he can't do it. <clears throat> even if he can't do it, he's used to being in a car where at least going into the season, you can potentially think he could win the world championship. And uh, it's not, it's not going to happen, is it? It's not going to happen again for him. So I, 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 I'd be surprised to be fair, if he doesn't race next year, if he, if he has the choice to, because I'm sure he'll want to try, try this new formula and you never know. It might be Alfa Romeo that gets something right. Uh, Yuki Tsunoda, 10th, good race from Yuki Tsunoda, didn't crash. It seems like the change they're making to him, because like, they made him move home and stuff like that, seems to be working. I, I hope I hope this is the beginning of something like special for him, because he, he came in like a bit of an air. Uh, he came in like a cannonball and then landed on the deck like a beach ball, didn't he? So more more of the same from him. He, I still believe that if uh, Gasly had finished the race, he'd have been well ahead of him and that would have meant he wouldn't have got any points at all. Uh, ninth, Fernando Alonso. Decent race for him. He was up racing in like sixth and seventh at one point. Fell to ninth. As I said, that Alpine seems to drop off during the course of the race, but good to see the Matador up there in the points again. And like I say... He's a fucking class act, and he will do as well as that car is capable of doing from now on. Uh, solid race from Lance Stroll, getting himself into eighth and a bag of points. Charles Leclerc, for me, driver of the day. Uh, that might surprise some of you. You know, pit stop lap one because of the Gasly thing. I uh, might have tweeted a, uh, a funny meme saying that he was probably crying in his helmet, and he probably was crying in his helmet. But great race to come back from that. Finish seventh, just behind your teammate. Jeez, you know, that's some drive. So Charles Leclerc, 
hat off to you, mate. You did well. Carlos signs as well in six. Solid race from Carlos. Uh, I'm. Do you know what? Like the way Daniel Ricciardo is driving at the minute, I'm fucking amazed that McLaren are still ahead of Ferrari in the championship because I still think that McLaren's a better car. I think it's a better car than the Ferrari uh, over most circuits. But, you know, you've, you've got one man scoring the majority of the points. Uh, and if Ricardo doesn't do something quickly, they are not going to beat Ferrari in the Constructors' World Championship unless Lando goes into something ridiculous like win a race or two. Uh, Lando Norris fifth uh, for me it, just behind Charles Leclerc for driver of the day uh, his move on uh, Sergio Perez on lap one around the outside of turn one, five four five six six turn six I think I can't remember um, you know the one it's the it's the right hander going downhill well we you know uh, but he ran the outside of Perez. It was so ballsy. So it could have been run off the road. Same thing uh, Alex Albon tried to do, I think, on... Um, was it on Lewis Hamilton and fucked it the, uh, the year before? So, yeah, just great all-round drive from Lando. I think that was the best that car could do. I I was upset. I, I mean, I wanted him to be up there fighting for a podium, but... It takes extra special circumstances for that car to be beaten Red Bulls and Mercedes, but solid best of the rest. And a very lonely afternoon for him, really. Um, Sergio Perez, a decent drive from Sergio Perez. Didn't quite have the pace um, of Valtteri, Lewis or Verstappen during the race, but... He had really good pace at the end, you know, when he was chasing uh, Valtteri Bottas down, but ultimately not getting himself on the podium. But the thing was, the mere um, the mere presence of Sergio meant that he he kind of took Bottas out of the equation between Max and Lewis, and it was it left a straight fight between those. So he's done his job, even though he's he was fourth. He's done his job. If he if it would have been one of those ones where he's like damn past Norris or something like that, obviously we, we couldn't have been so positive for him. But I uh, I think he would want more from himself, and he probably would have wanted to be on the podium. I mean, he had the car to be on the podium, but ultimately decent job from Sergio. Good job from Valtteri. This is the probably I think one of the best races had this year. Uh, he beat Sergio Perez in a Red Bull, and I'll, we'll explain again why that's important, but, um, yeah, I, he, no, it was amazing how much pace Lewis and Verstappen had over Bottas and Perez. Yeah, they, they were so far ahead. They were just in, in a class of their own. They were like a Formula 1.1, and everybody else was in Formula 1. Um, so, it's, it's what it's this is it for Bottas, I'm afraid. This is his ceiling. And I don't know if that ceiling is going to be good enough to keep him a seat, but this is his ceiling. I think I personally think he would perform better if he realized that he is less of a Michael Schumacher and more of a um Rubens Barrichello. 
I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to number two anybody. That's it, that must be like a, such a harsh thing. But the top and bottom of it is, even if Lewis was out of Formula One, I, I just think there's other people that could beat Valtteri Bottas. So, to be a solid number two driver should be his main aim if he wants to stay in the top team in Formula One, or maybe, I mean, maybe not the top team now, but one of the top teams in Formula One. Uh, Lewis Hamilton, might as well do Lewis and Max together because this was really interesting. It wasn't a thriller. Uh, it looked like Max had everything under control. It was the gap stayed at like four to five seconds for most of the Grand Prix until the end where it stretched a little bit. But how many times have you heard Lewis on the radio genuinely beaten? Like not not just like something's happened, no problems, uh, he just didn't have the pace. And I'll tell you why that's interesting. It's because Bottas did have the pace to beat Sergio Perez. So when uh, Bono was on the blower to Lewis saying, there's, no, there's nothing we can do, basically saying, we need to consolidate the second here because we can't catch him. Lewis knew he'd been beaten that there. And I can't think... Of I, I I know Lewis Hamilton hasn't won every race he's ever won, but I can't think of a race where he's had every opportunity and the machinery because I still think that Mercedes is close enough to that Red Bull to challenge it because, like I said, Valtteri Bottas beat Sergio Perez, but he couldn't answer. He had no answer for Max Verstappen, and I'm interested to know what that's going to do to him psychologically. Because I don't think uh, Lewis Hamilton has ever come up against a challenge like Max Verstappen. There's been other drivers, you know, uh, uh, say Schumacher, for instance. You know, Schumacher had like Hill, Hakkinen, um, Alonso, Montoya as well. You know, the, these people, like the greats, if you will, um they come across like the guys more often than not. And Lewis hasn't really had anyone. The only, the only championship he's had where he's really, he's really met somebody with the machinery to beat him, I believe was Nico Rosberg. So psychologically, I think this was a body blow to Hamilton this weekend. Um, I think he's going to get another body blow in the next race. Cause I just don't understand how, uh, Mercedes can like te- can practice session their way out of where they are with um, Red Bull because it's, I'm sure they'll change stuff and I'm sure they're going to find speed, but I'm also sure Red Bull will be able to change stuff and Red Bull will be able to find a bit of speed as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I think the championship is going to, I think before, before we go into the summer break, is going to look pretty bleak for Lewis. I don't know, think it's over, but it's looking doubtful. Anyway, let's have a quick look at the standings. At the top of the standings, we have Max Verstappen on 156 points. In second, with Lewis Hamilton with 138 points. That's a fair old gap for where we are, considering how tight it's been this year. Uh, Sergio Perez, 96 points. Lando Norris, 86 points. 
Valtteri Bottas 74 points behind Sergio Perez and more shockingly Lando Norris. Charles Leclerc in 6th, 58 points. Carlos Sainz, 7th, 50 points. Pierre Gasly on 37 points in 8th. Daniel Ricciardo down there in ninth when his teammate is up there with over double the points of him uh, with 34 points. Sebastian Vettel, 30 points in 10th. Fernando Alonso, 19 points in 11th. Uh, Lance Stroll, 14 points in 12th. Esteban Ocon, 12 points, 13th place. Yuki Tsunoda, 9 points in 14th. Kimi Raikkonen, 15th and uh, and Antonio Giovinazzi 16th with one point between them. George Russell, Mick Schumacher, Nikita Mazepin and Nicholas Latifi remain pointless. Uh, we'll have a quick look at the constructors because I don't know where the constructors are and I find it interesting. Red Bull are leading the constructors championship with 252 points. Mercedes have 212 points. That's a fair gap as well, isn't it? Wow. Uh, McLaren on 120 points, just ahead of Ferrari with 108 points. AlphaTauri in fifth with 46 points, ahead of Austin Martin, 44 points in sixth. Alpine, 31 points in seventh. Alfa Romeo have two points. Williams and Haas are pointless. Let's move on to your talking points. But first, let's have a word from the sponsors. And hopefully that was a big enough gap for me to see to put it in. I shouldn't have done that because now you know how I do it. And that's probably not professional. But there we go. If you were here for professionalism, you wouldn't be here. Um, this is from Robert Schultz. Schultz. I'm not very good with names. You know that. Why can't you just be Robert Peterson? Um, highly point for the podcast. Ricardo is the biggest letdown of the season. Unless he sorts his act out, Gasly will be in the McLaren next year. He is the biggest uh, the disappointment of the season. But there's twofold here, and I think this is uh, like doubled down the problems that uh, that Daniels had. He ha- is underperforming for what we've e- what we've seen Ricardo perform to he he was worse that he's worse now than he was when he joined Renault at first and he still got it together eventually um but he's also up against the I mean is Lando the toughest teammate he's ever had not sure you're going to say Max Verstappen but you've got to remember that it's a different Max Verstappen now to the one that Daniel Ricciardo was next to is Lando Norris, a tougher teammate this year than when Max and Daniel were in the team. I don't know if I'm honest. I really don't. But I do know that he's driving pretty fucking well this year, isn't he? So that's, uh, excuse me, I have a number T. Sorry about that. Uh, That, you know, it's it, it, when you've got someone like Lando that's he's been so consistent and so fucking fast and you're desperately trying to get your head around your car it can't be good I don't think Gasly will be in a McLaren next year because I think uh, McLaren have paid uh, Ricardo too much money just to fuck him off after one year and also if it was if Ricardo was a new driver I'd agree with you that maybe he'd be getting replaced but he's a tested 
winner. You know, he's driven well. He's won races. He, for most of his career in Formula One, he's looked like the like Formula One champion elect. You know, just he he just needs the car to do it. He needs the car to do it. And unfortunately, right now, he hasn't got a car to do anything with. I don't believe they will leave that potential on the table for another team to pick up going into new regulations because it could be one of those situations. You know, I always say it. uh, Sometimes Formula One comes back to people uh, or comes to people. And it could be one of those things next next year where it just comes to Ricardo and McLaren put a great car together and he can win a world championship. You never you just never know. And I think McLaren will give him next year. If he's still like this, this time next year, he's fucked. Fucked. Well, I, I think he'll get next year. Uh, let's look at what else you had for me. Because that wasn't on the thread. That was in a different place. Uh, Dave Zero, sack Ricardo at the end of the season. If you can cancel the contract and pay him off. I just kind of answered that one, but I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, Trissy, Max Burnout, penalty points, grid drop, or should it be ignored as part of racing? I'm so happy I left doing this podcast late because of this. I have no fucking idea what the um what the issues are what are the fucking issues with he was so far ahead there was it wasn't dangerous in any way like we we see people all the time drive past their their uh, their pit box really slowly when they've got well, when they've got like a big gap twos behind them uh, i mean what's wrong with you formula 1 have you been wearing fucking masks too long? Is that it? Is everything is everything too safe now? Too much hand sanitizer? Get fucked. Let them do burnouts. Um, yeah, I really wasn't impressed with that. It seemed, you know, it's, Formula One's one of those one of these things where we always say, "Oh, I just wish, I just wish there was more life in the drivers. I wish we, uh, I wish people would say things they wanted to a bit more." And they, I, I, it sounds like I'm trying to do a rubbish South African accent. I didn't mean to. Don't know where that one came from. Usually when I'm doing complaining accent, a complaining accent, I say, "No, you shouldn't do it. I don't. I don't want burnouts." But uh, yeah, it's oh, that's really annoying. It really annoyed me today. Sorry, you might guess that really annoyed me. Anyway, um, Martin Clayton is Formula One just get, uh, getting away from George, like you talk about the sport coming to drivers. Maybe it's getting away from him. Hope not. He seems like a real talent. I don't think Formula One is getting away from him just yet. Uh, I, but again, I think there is, there's definitely a driver to think about here. And that driver is Martin Brundle. Um, Martin Brundle, in case some of you are young fans and don't realize this, because he had, when, when you look back at his Formula One career, it's easy to forget he's fucking awesome. Like he was an awesome driver that got to Formula One and Formula One just didn't work out for him. You know, you talk about a driver that beat Senna in junior junior formulas. You know, he, like he was a great driver. He's won every, everything he stepped into apart from Formula One. He pretty much won. Um, could George Russell be the next Martin Brundle? It's very possible. Entirely possible that that could happen. I don't want it to happen. Um, I think he needs to be in a Merc next year. He really does. He needs to be in that Merc 
next year and then he can show us what he's made of. Another year stuck down the back of the grid. Oh, it can happen, you know, because you've when you've got likes of Lando performing, Gasly performing, it's so easy to get forgotten in Formula One. And I think of all drivers, he's performing to he he's performing past his car more than any driver on the grid. And I think he deserves that Merc seat next year. I really do. So we'll just have to see. Let's hope Hamilton doesn't veto or veto it because I think Hamilton might be a bit scared of him. I think he might be just a tiny, tiny bit scared of taking on the young guy. Um, where, uh, Mr. Fantastic, where do you honestly rank George Russell on the grid uh, as far as talent? I think he's overrated, not because I don't think he uh, he can be what everyone thinks he is, but because he hasn't proven it yet. Also, he needs to get him in a Merc before they ruin him. Leclerc over George. I think George is better than Leclerc. Um yeah, pretty. I mean, I just, I kind of just answered this. I don't, I don't think he's overrated. I think if you're battling in sixth and a Williams right now, there's something, there's something about you. Like, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I want to see him. I want to see him in a Merc. I agree with you. I don't think Leclerc's better than him. Uh, oh, Williams starting to waste George Russell's time. I'm seeing a theme here. Oh, uh, Williams starting to waste George Russell's time to, uh, um, add on to this if Merck don't sign him should he be f- uh, free to go anywhere else I think he is free like I think this year is the year that if Merck don't put him in a car I think he's out of contract with Merck I might be wrong I'm fairly certain I'm correct uh, if he doesn't get signed by Merck um, where would he go where could he go Oh, Alpine's taken up. Fernando's not going anywhere. Um, where else have we got? I could see Red Bull taking him. Does he want to go to the to uh, Max Verstappen's team? Will he be given a fair shake of it if he does go there? I don't know, but. That would be a good team. I tell you what, I would do. I know I just said they wouldn't sack Ricardo. I don't. I wouldn't sack Ricardo for Gasly. I would sack Ricardo for Russell. So who knows? Maybe maybe Russell's Russell and Lando. What a team! Oh my god, it's British racing drivers' fucking wet dream. That isn't that really? Mind you, so is Lewis and uh, Lewis and uh, Lando. But I mean, for the Bants, I think they'd be better Bants. Uh, but yeah, I think Williams are wasting him. We need, he needs out of that team rapid style. Um, are the drivers getting there? Sorry, this is by Steve. Steve Barton. Are drivers getting their elbows out enough? Uh, little incidents today at the start, but other than that, it seems to, like uh, last couple of races hadn't haven't had hard fights. I don't think it's a case of getting the the elbows out. I just think we're we've had because we've had a couple of good races. We're forgetting that these cars are fundamentally difficult to fucking follow each other, and this is why we need next year's cars. <coughs> uh, this read can't you? What a strange name. This read can't you? All one words, all lowercase. Difficult. Um, Bottas did a better job than Perez. Uh, his mere presence made 
makes Mercedes strategy team lose their shit. I said exactly the same words before, didn't I? I even used his mere presence. Wow. We are like twins. Um, Russell has the worst look. I don't think I'm looking forward to next weekend being on the same track. Let's get some rain or something. Yeah, Bottas did a great job, uh, but Perez, um, Perez being there, like I said, did make a difference. Russell does have the worst look. Uh, I'm not. I, I mean, I am looking forward to it just to see what happens. But a little bit of rain, a little bit of sprinkling. But this is what happened last year, wasn't it? We had a good Austria, and then we had a shit Austria. So maybe next weekend we have. A good Austria after this one's shit Austria. Because this was the French Grand Prix of Austria. Uh, highly unlikely, but if Lando keeps getting P5s and the odd podiums this season, and if Bottas gets fucked in some races, Lando could take P4 in the championship. I agree. I think, I still think at some point this year, Lando might win a race. Um, I'm not sure about Bottas. Because I think for Bottas to win a race, something needs to happen to both Lewis and Max. Like, they need to collide with each other. And even then, uh, like, when the, the last time Lewis and Max weren't there to, were to win a race, fucking Perez was. So, will will we see Bottas go through a winless year? And if he does go through a winless year, I think it's a there is a chance for Lando to get that P4. Uh, what made Leclerc driver of the day? The fact that he came from the back to the middle. I think he had a great drive. Um, was it just the Ferrari that didn't look like a Christmas tree with the Mission Winlap now logo on? I hadn't noticed it wasn't on, to be perfectly honest. But the car did look better. Now you come to uh, um, now you come to say. Uh, um, Lord Man 36 COVID doesn't seem to be an issue on the grid anymore. Uh, for instance, no one is t uh, talking about drivers being put out for a few races. Can we assume the whole paddock is vaccinated? I don't know. I'm not sure whether the paddock's vaccinated. Uh, but I do find it strange that in elite society, uh, they don't seem to be taking the pandemic as seriously as they want us to. This is not the podcast for these conversations. I'll move swiftly on. Um, I'm probably too late for Lee, but what the fuck is going on with Daniel Ricciardo? Uh, you just can't get um, get it going, Kenny. And the Merck's admission to the lack of development, uh, would, t uh, would that take the shine off a Red Bull Championship win? Not really, because I think, I mean, if anything, it means that they've beat them to the point where they can't fucking compete with them. So... Yeah, I don't. I don't think it would stop a. You know, I don't think it would really affect the the Red Bull Championship. And like I say, especially weekends like this. Yeah, you know, I mean they're gonna stop developing the car, but they haven't like stopped it like immediately. They're still beating them on merit now. So, yeah, I think it's a strange. Uh, it's a strange situation for them because, um, you know. What do you do? Do you really put all your eggs in the basket uh, for the for the championship? You haven't won yet. Seems dangerous to me. Uh, with Austria having six real corners, do you think it may? Oh, sorry, this is from Ch 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 Cricken. Cricken? 
C-R-H-R-K-I-N. How? I've no, This is from Macaulay Culkin. Um, with Austria having six real corners, do you think it makes for uh, a tedious a tedious race? A bit of rain next week to spice it up a bit. Uh, the track seems to be short. It seems too short to me with the cars ne- next year. We may see under a one minute lap. No, because the um, the cars are going to be slower next year. They're not going to be quicker. So you won't. You will. You, you, the, the the lap times we are seeing and the fastest laps we've seen this year and last year will be the fastest laps for a long time. I believe maybe three or four seasons um, because they they always manage to start clawing it back somewhere. But no, the cars will be slower because they're heavier next year. They're, they're losing a chunk of downforce. Don't forget these new rules that are coming in aren't new rules to try and make the cars faster. They're trying to make the cars better to race each other, which generally doesn't mean faster. So, yeah, I... Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, sorry, so the um, the size of the track. It's a short circuit. I don't mind short circuits. It's a fast circuit as well. That's quite nice. Uh, it's a tricky one for the drivers. Again, I just think it's one of those ones where we have to put all our fucking faith into next year. So I need to unlock my phone and go to Instagram and answer the rest of your questions. You've done loads. I fucking love this bit of the podcast. I'm so happy that you guys got on board with it because it's it's made me very happy. Uh, let's look at what we have. <coughs> Still got this little dry cough that's been fucking hanging around with me for ages. Is there a bug going about? Uh, Stevie Babes. Pure, purely Max Lewis Championship. Fight until the end uh, of the season now. Bottas Perez, absolutely nowhere. Fingers crossed, softer tyres, race two to make a difference. I don't... Are they using softer tyres? I don't I don't know. I'm not sure. Anyway. Uh, a bit of rain. That's what I'm hoping for. Maybe, I mean, you never know. Like, the, they might... Miss Merck might find something. Red Bull might not, and there might be a fight. But, yeah, I don't think... I mean, let's not say, like, Bottas and Perez were nowhere. They weren't. They were... They were third and fourth. But Lewis and Max are just on a completely different level to their teammates. I think, again, I'm going to fucking wave the George Russell flag. I think it would be a different story if that other Mercedes if George Russell was in it. Maybe not immediately, but after a couple of races. Uh, Stephen Terrett, definitely a yucky weekend. Yeah. Yeah, it was yucky. Uh, Steve G2160. Uh, how many points do you think uh, having a world championship under your belt is worth over a season? I don't. I don't know. I think you mean. Um, oh, do I do I think there's a champion's advantage from being there before? I do, but not right now because at the minute it's just winning races. Um, as we get closer to the end of the season, I think you will see cracks appearing in uh, Max Verstappen because he just wants to win that world championship. However, there is definitely a change in drivers when they fight for championships. We saw it with 
Schumacher. We saw it with Hill. We saw it with Nigel Mansell. We saw it with Jensen Button. We saw it with Fernando Alonso. We saw it with Lewis Hamilton. Um, When drivers go from being, I'm just a good Formula One driver like Daniel Ricciardo to I'm fighting for a world championship, some drivers change. I can't explain it, but they instantly become better. And then some drivers can't really hack it like David Coulthard or like a Mark Webber. And I I mean that with all due respect because they're both fantastic drivers, but they don't do that switch that you see some drivers do. And um, they then they take it to that next level and become like what you would consider a Sebastian Vettel, Lewis Hamilton, um, Max Verstappen now. But I, I do think he's made that switch this year to be in the the championship contender. But yeah, I th- I think that Lewis's experience will pay him back through the course of the year. Maybe maybe even now for Lewis to be perfectly honest, because he knows that a, a a couple of good races and a failure, and he's winning the world championship again. You know, it's it can it can swing on a dime, as they say. Um, whoever they are, Atomic Fabrications. A uh, bit of a snooze fest there this weekend. Uh, kind of up to, off topic. Uh, that great uh, that great Bottas question last week, and your uh, and your comments on Geo and three legs, four wheels, making me think. Where do you rank the current uh, current drivers lineup wise, or if F one was W series type thing? I don't know what that means. I'm really sorry. I don't get it. Bit of snooze fest this year, right? Uh, so kind of off topic. That great bot asked question last week, uh, and your comments on Geo on three legs four wheels got me thinking. Where do you rank the current driver lineup talent wise? I, if you mean of all time, I think this might be the the strength and depth one of the best fields in Formula One of all time. You know, it's that we've we've got some uh, we've got we've got some great drivers on the grid. If that's what you mean, um, I can't remember what I said about Giovinazzi and three legs, four wheels last last week. Um. Yeah, I, I, I will. Um, I will look. I will, I will look back, maybe, or ask some of the other guys later on tonight. Or you can text me. Message, message, text me. Yeah, because I'll just give up my phone number on this podcast. Uh, if if you want to send me a post and post for social media, I, I'll talk about it next week if you want. But I, I don't. I don't really know. Um. It was uh, it was weird to see Lewis engineer telling him to set up a second place. Absolutely good. Yeah, I I I agree. Lewis was told he was beaten, and you could hear in his voice that I don't know. I mean, how does how we're going to see what character Lewis Hamilton has this year? We've, we, he's never been tested. He's never been tested before. <coughs> And he's being tested this week, and it's like not like politics, like it was with Rosberg. His driving and his talent, and probably how he actually fucking defines himself, is being tested. Um, yeah, I, 
I think it's going to be really interesting what happens to Lewis over the rest of the year. I hope, I hope, I hope he comes comes out and because that this is not a hating on Lewis Hamilton thing by any stretch of imagination. I want him to be better to come back at um, Max Verstappen and make Max Verstappen better, and we have a better championship and not just Max running away with it. I have a feeling uh, Mercedes are back in the 2012-2013 mode and they are sacrificing this championship in favour of the new regs. Seeing the exodus of engine staff, I think they are regrouping. Maybe, maybe. Um, but, you know, like I said, you are a brave man if you or woman or team if you back the horse that hasn't won yet so i in my eyes yes they have to have a, they have to have an eye on next year but oh this is the thing it's not just them all the teams will have um it won't just be them quitting development like red bull aren't going to develop all through the year and fuck next year because if they fuck next year they fuck themselves for five years red bull have been in the situation mercedes actually haven't um, Red Bull know where it's like to not get off on the right foot at the beginning of a year. So I personally think Mercedes coming out and saying, yeah, we're not developing the car anymore. Uh, I think that's a bit of gamesmanship and they will probably have more updates come through than you want. But they're such huge organisations. Don't forget this. They're, Mercedes have more than enough manpower to develop this car and next year's car. It's just where they allocate resources. So don't I, I wouldn't I wouldn't cry for Mercedes just yet. And I wouldn't say they were on the back foot. But that has been your questions. This has been the hot lap and it's been another beautiful little podcast. Under 50 minutes for your ears. I'm sorry it was late. Basically um what happens is I record all the video for the things I'm going to put up on the Must See Audio YouTube channel on Sunday evenings with Susie. So what happens is I'll put my son to bed. I might have to do a bit of stuff. I'm still learning how to use OBS a little bit. If I'm perfectly honest, it still feels a little bit new every time I turn it on. Um, if, if I've got the time to quickly eat something and do hot lap, I do it. Otherwise, it just has to roll into this straight after work thing on Monday. Uh, where I just talk about Formula One on Monday night, it would appear, because in a mere two hours, I'm going to talk all about Formula One all over again on Three Legs, Four Wheels. But I hope you enjoy this podcast. I love doing it. I love you loving it. So let's keep it together. And that sounds like some sort of terrible, like, 80s pop song, doesn't it? Bye. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Network.